Malaria is a horrible sickness to get, and it happens very simply. One mosquito bite in a malaria-infected area, and then the parasite enters your blood. And then my understanding is that it goes into some part of your body, I think it's the liver, and there it reproduces itself in the hundreds or maybe in the thousands, I, I don't know. But after a while, it just seems to kind of come out into your bloodstream, and it can make you very sick indeed. I've had it many times myself, and sometimes the cure is worse than the sickness itself, particularly if it is a severe form of malaria. If you have a lot of it in your body, the doctor will put you on quinine, and that is one horrible medication to take. First of all, you have to take it with milk because it is so difficult on your stomach. And then when you're in the midst of the treatment, um, you hear a ringing in your ears and your eyesight goes blurry. So, not a good experience, I can tell you. But it reminds me a little bit, uh, and I think it's a good symbol for uh, this man in the Gospel of today, who is deaf and mute. Because when you have malaria, you're taken out of life. Your two, three weeks of your life are taken up. Most of the time you just want to stay in bed because you're so weak. But this man, obviously, in today's gospel, it was something that afflicted him his entire life. He couldn't hear what was going on, and he couldn't participate because he couldn't speak. But his case was compounded by the belief at that time. And the belief at that time, and when Christ lived and walked this earth, the belief among the people was that if you were healthy and strong and rich, then God had blessed you. If you were poor and sick and infirm, then God had either abandoned you or punished you in some way. And that is why it was so important for Jesus to go out to the sick people, the abandoned, the poor, the leper, because above all things, he wanted to communicate to them, most importantly, that God hadn't abandoned them and that God was with them. And their affliction wasn't a punishment or a curse given to them by God. Jesus knew himself intimately. He knew us intimately as well. And he knew that, that when something bad happens to us, spiritually, there's something in us, if we are wounded in some way, something then what happens with our mind and what we do as human beings is we identify with that wound in our lives. And then we enthrone that wound and that hurt as a secret and irreversible truth about ourselves or about another person as well. And then we begin to tell our life story in the terms of the wounds that we have received. And Jesus knows that about us, and he knows that when bad things happen to us, that's the whole dynamic that begins to happen into our lives. But as I said, Jesus is a God 
who doesn't let go and is a God who constantly reaches out to people, especially those who are wounded in any way. So what he does when he encounters this deaf and mute person is he puts his fingers into his ears because he wants him to stop listening to that which caused the wound in his life. He wants him very simply to stop. Stop listening out there, listening to that. And he draws his attention to the spiritual center of his life, which is the heart. And that is what he wants him to focus on. Because it is not the ears that really hear, it is not the mouth, the tongue that really speaks. Because if the heart is hardened, you won't hear and you won't speak as you should as a child of God or as a person of peace or a person of joy in your life. So Jesus wants him to do is to get in touch with something that is different in his life. He wants him to get in touch with his spiritual center, his belovedness. He wants him to know that there is a presence, there is a truth about him, a primary truth about him that is deeper than the wound that has come into his life. And that is why he touches him with spittle, because that symbolizes and represents the deepest aspect of Jesus Christ, his inner essence, his inner being, his belovedness. And he connects his belovedness with the man's belovedness. And he brings that out and he makes it happen. And in contacting, in connecting his belovedness to the man's belovedness, he is able to heal the hardened heart. He is able to then open the heart so that it may hear and to loosen the tongue so that it may speak. This is something that we have to constantly remind ourselves of. It is not a once-off thing that a heart goes from being hardened to being completely opened. It is a gradual process with each one of us. It is a, it is a matter of becoming that we become more and more a heart that is opened and that is less hardened in our lives. But the, an incredibly interesting aspect of this whole story is that the crowd brought this man to Jesus. And if we are to go to Jesus and be on a pilgrimage of faith in our lives, then it is not something we can do alone. We need companions on the journey who will journey with us as we become, like Jesus, a heart that is rooted in belovedness, whose primary reality 
is the great love that God has for each one of us, so that our ears may be always opened to hear and experience God's Word, and that our tongue is loosened, that we may always be able to proclaim it to other people that we encounter who are going through and living with a hardened heart as well.